welcome to Excuse My ADHD, a podcast for adults with or who think they may have ADHD. I'm your host, Jeanette, and this is my journey. Hello, and welcome to Excuse My ADHD, episode number 31 thankful and grateful. I'm your host, Jeanette, and I am navigating ADHD one distraction at a time. In the U.S., it's Thanksgiving, a time to give thanks for all the things we have been blessed with. And in this episode, it's going to be a little bit of Thanksgiving and a little bit of changes in executive functions through the year. So just hang with me. If you're a first-time listener, thanks for tuning in. And if you're a returning listener, Thanks for coming back. First, I just want to say how thankful I am and how grateful I am to all of you listening. It means so much to me that you're here and that you're reaching out. I read all of your messages and try to respond as soon as I see them, even if it's a couple weeks later. I know Many of you aren't in the U.S., so you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but that doesn't mean that you can't be thankful and take time to reflect on the things that you're thankful and grateful for. So this is my challenge to you, and I'll do it too. I've been doing it for a little while, and I have found it very helpful. Find five minutes or even three minutes every day from now until, say, New Year's just to reflect even if it's the three minutes that you're sitting in the bathroom, just to reflect on things. It's always, because it's always easier to focus on the suck, but it's sometimes harder to find the silver lining. So during this few minutes, I want you to come up with some things that you're truly grateful for that day. Say three to five. It can be something simple like, I'm grateful I had enough toothpaste to brush my teeth before the tube ran out because I forgot to buy toothpaste the last five times I went to the store. Not that any of us would do something like that. Or I'm thankful that the three times I dropped various knives today, none of them impaled me. Okay, yes, this one happened and it happened today. (laughs) Nothing grand, just simple things. And I bet by New Year's, you'll notice a difference in your mood, among other things. So now let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk some turkey. (laughs) See what I did there? Yeah, I know it's lame. Thanksgiving puns. But Thanksgiving, if you know me, which some of you out there possibly do, it's my favorite holiday. It's the one time a year my whole family, well, at least most of my family, always gets together. I'm lucky. I have a family that though we have, you know, differences of opinion on politics, religion, and well, just, you know, a whole host of other things. We don't fight. We don't really get in arguments. There's no drama during the holidays. I can't remember one Thanksgiving where aside from maybe a couple of slightly warm buzz slash drunken, philosophical discussions there was anything more i i don't know if it's because we don't often get to see each other 
you know, since we're pretty geographically spread out. But whatever it is, I'm thankful. This year, though, I'm also very sad. Family's been through a lot the past several months with COVID and other things. It would just be really nice to all be together and to see each other. But in an attempt to keep my family unit safe, we're celebrating alone and not at my grandmother's. I hate it, but I blame COVID. My husband doesn't get to see his family. I don't get to see mine. It sucks. But it is what it is. Trying to not spread anything and not catch anything. But the point is, this year was supposed to be better than last year. And it started out so strong. I got a new job. I got out of, you know, the one I'd grown to dislike and into one that I really like. Things were looking up. Then something happened. And now none of that is going to be possible. Freaking pandemic. Like, what the hell is there to be thankful for now? I don't get to see anyone. My kids don't get to play with their friends, play sports, go to school. I can't even go on vacation or see my family. It sucks. And it's hard and it's stressful. But despite all of this, there are things to be thankful for. I don't feel rushed and anxious all day. My anxiety level has dramatically gone down. Pre-pandemic, it was a rat race from the moment I woke up in the morning when I was getting until the moment I went to bed. Rushed to get the kids ready, rushed to get myself ready, rushed to get to work. No matter what time I left, it always seemed that I would get to work at the same time and never when I was supposed to be there. I could leave early and there would be a wreck or out the door late, but have an easy commute. It just, it never seemed to matter. Now I get up, brush my hair, teeth, and boom, I'm at work. It is pretty awesome. I don't have to worry about breakfast or what I'm going to take for lunch halfway to work, realizing, crap, I left my laptop or my phone at home and have to turn around halfway. My commute's about 45 minutes on a good day. And I have more stress in other areas now. But if I had to add all of the other things to what I have now, all of that traffic, all of that rushing around, I mean, just say goodbye to my mental health, right? But I'm also thankful that I don't have to sit in that traffic right now. I have really bad road rage and a problem with speeding. Granted, you know, since being on meds, things have changed dramatically, but I still get really frustrated in traffic. I can stay more focused and less angry and even more patient, but still very frustrated. So now when I'm driving, I'm more relaxed. None of the anxiousness is there or worry about getting to somewhere on time. And then last week I became even more thankful as a horrible semi-explosion caused one of the busiest busiest bridges in the country to shut down. And it's likely going to be shut down for months. So yes, there are other bridges, but the traffic, oh my God. Like I told you, 45 minute commute one way would now be doubled, if not more. And I'm also, I'm thankful for all the money I'm saving on gas and oil changes and after school care and school lunches. I'm thankful that because 
My husband has this superpower known as planning into the future for the first time ever. I am basically done with Christmas shopping. I only have a couple of, you know, a few gifts left, small ones. And this is monumentous, momentous for this procrastinator extraordinaire. Okay. Typically this time of year, Christmas, even it just isn't even on my radar. Like, you know, the whole problem with planning and prioritization, that pesky little executive function thing we have problems with. And I think I might actually also get my presents wrapped and under the tree. Adulting. Seriously, though, it, it has been nice in some ways being home. And I am very fortunate and so grateful to have a job where I can work from home when so many don't. And yes, it's harder with the kids schooling from home, but we're making it work and we're doing the best we can, which is all you can really ask for. But this leads me to probably the most important thing that I am thankful for. And it's time. Time with my husband, time with my kids. We've been able to take walks at lunch, go on family bike rides, play hide and go seek at the park and have conversations. I mean, we've been able to do all of these things that we wouldn't have had time to do half of them of, especially, you know, during the summer because school and then work and then sports and all the running around, it's just, everything just goes so fast. And now, you know, it's not easy. Okay. It's not easy all the time and it's not fun. And we're primarily just seeing each other. And there are times when, yes, we get on each other's nerves and even times when we probably, you know, just cannot stand being cooped up anymore, but it's allowed, right? I mean, we're all doing the best we can like everybody else. We've done things around the house, like cleaning our basement out with, you know, only about a thousand trips to Goodwill. We set up the basement, you know, it's not finished. It's an unfinished basement. And we set it up in a way that, you know, the kids can go down and play without us having to worry about, are they going to get hurt? We got, you know, like this carpet remnant from a carpet store, laid it out. Now they have a nice little area set up and then go down and play. You know, there's all these things we've been wanting to do for years, and now we have the time to do them. And I know, you know, it, it's hard. It's so hard. But I think we just have to stick it out a little bit longer and try and find the good and the silver linings and the positive wherever we can. So I know this episode hasn't really been about ADHD, but I did mention executive function, so that counts, right? But in reflection, I can say that I think, you know, that my symptoms have been more manageable, staying home. They manifest in different ways sometimes, but I think I've been doing well. You know, others may say something else, I don't know. But one of the hardest parts of adjusting as with any change, has been letting go of all the habits and the routines that I had. It's become more difficult to start new routines and form new habits. 
especially being outside of that structure of work and that set schedule that I had before I had to wake up. I had to be somewhere. I had to wear work clothes. Now I don't really have to do any of those things. Now I get a bed, fix breakfast for the kids, start work. Don't have to take a shower. Take one at night now. My routine went from up, shower, blow dry, straighten, dress, frantically rush around making kids breakfast, making sure they're getting ready, run out the door and hope I don't miss a meeting to now I get up at 8.30-ish instead of 6.30-ish. I quit fixing my hair. I have wavy hair, so I typically, you know, blow dry and straighten it, curl it, takes forever. I hate it. I've embraced the wave. Usually don't like my hair being natural, but you know, whatever. My work schedule is no longer eight to five. It's whenever the hell I can get some work in, whether it's during the day or late at night. I mean, I'm still getting my work done. It's just not structured like it was. And now I'm sleeping in. So I feel more rested. You know, just things like that. What are some ways that your symptoms have changed over the last eight months? I know this isn't the first time I've talked about COVID and it's probably not going to be the last because, I mean, it's our life now. It's what's going on in the world. It's what we have to learn and adapt. So what are you doing to stay focused? Do you have new routines, new habits that you've built, new structure? Let me know. I'm going to make a post, um, I think, on Instagram where you can respond to this and Facebook. I think I'll probably try and get that out tomorrow or the next day. Definitely by the weekend. (laughs) Maybe. Next episode will be out December 7th. So check that one out. It's an interview that I really had a lot of fun with. Diane Wingert is a therapist turned coach, and she has a pretty interesting story that I think you'll enjoy. Plus, she was just really fun to talk to. I mean, I could have probably talked to her forever. So that one will drop December 7th. In the meantime, again, just find a couple minutes every day and think of something to be grateful for. Like I said, it doesn't have to be big or grand. It can be just simple. My pencil didn't break. I didn't lose my pen. Whatever. Just find something to be thankful for. And until next time. Thank you for listening to Excuse My ADHD. If you like what you hear, don't forget to please subscribe, rate, and leave an awesome review. Show notes and social media links are available at www.excusemyadhd.com. Until next time.